Hello and welcome to the Raising Men Show. I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. Yeah, I can still say Super Tuesdays. Right here on our affiliates. WKBY 1080 AM. Remnant Media. Yeah, you can find us right here. If you happen to miss an episode, you can always catch us on TheRaisingMenShow.com. My sons and I are still able to tell our story. We're still sitting in my studio talking about our first year and and what it really looked like for us over the last, and what Mother's Day really meant to us. And it kind of spanned over the next couple of years, actually, as we tell, told and shared some of these stories of asthma and air trips to the hospital, or say airlifts to the hospital, be truthful, and helicopter rides, and how that kind of really affected us. And where we are over the last eight years, it was therapeutic. It brought us together as a group for the first time on air. And still, we don't have our oldest born with us just yet but we're hoping to have him on future episodes he doesn't live in the same city or state that we do so it's it's challenging to get him involved in all these things but bless god we believe he's going to be right there with us because he's a part of this journey and he's a part of the healing and we want everyone to be whole so we're going to pick it up right here again right here with our discussion right here on the raising men show and because i was trying to like console you and then like i don't think you were even like responding to what i was saying yeah, like for me, as soon as I got outside, like I, it you, was like you were still standing, but like you were so focused on like getting outside, <laughs> and I was like, um, and I ran to Mr. Vanderbilt because I didn't know what to do, and he starts giving you CPR, and then they called the ambulance to mm-hmm. come get you, mm-hmm. and I think I called Dad, Mm-mm. or no, Mr. So, Vanderbilt called, called me twice actually. Mm-hmm. First time he called me, he asked me, "Can he give you? Can he give Ryan some liquid um, allergy medicine?" And uh, I said, yeah, it should be fine. You know, it's not going to interact with his allergy stuff. And then the next call was from him was, hey, how much, how long are you going to be? I said, well, I'm just, I'm checking out now. Why? He goes, well, you might want to hurry up. And that was the last time I talked to him. And, I, and when I pulled up, is you're, you're laying on the floor of his porch, floor, I mean the ground on the front of his front porch, on the phone with the 911 operator. I didn't know it was 911 mm-hmm. until I got there. He's giving you compressions. And I'm like, what in the world? You know? Mm-hmm. And then not too long after that, the ambulance people pull up. Mm-hmm. You know? And so that was a tough time. It needs to eat. Oh. Uh, sorry. I, I remember a part of this. I, think, I don't know, but I think you were carrying me and Evan back into the house. Mm-hmm. But we were still trying to get towards Ryan. So we were like crying like and looking back over your shoulder. Yeah. yeah. But I was going to say, I think it's even worse because we were so young Mm -hmm. and Caden saying that he was trying to help Ryan. I'm pretty sure Caden, you were kind of shocked because I felt bad because I thought it was in my head. I kind of felt like it was my fault because I I felt like I was on the campaign for us to stay. Stay. None of us wanted to go to the grocery store. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. no. I wanted you all to stay because I was hoping to just go get a few things as a parent to being able to escape for a few moments just to get away to get stuff real quick and, and come right back because you all wanted to play and nobody really wanted to go mm-hmm. i think we just got back from somewhere anyways. yeah and we and we needed supply and it was you know it was tough to be able to go we talked about the before going to the supermarket with all of us was a challenge mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and to be able to finally get to a point where i had you all felt comfortable enough and i had help enough to be able to leave you all at home for a moment while i went and made that run that was a monumental thing you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but to have that monumental thing end or result in this, it was tough, you know. But again, 
if we didn't make this particular move to this place, this city, this time, where we had to really rely more upon us and each other and really rely on ourselves first, right? Mm-hmm. And begin to stand on our own and grow, and we we would not be where we are right now because we weren't doing. We I was on radio, right? Mm-hmm. But it was just one show, one idea. It was one philosophy. Versus right now, we have a we have a different philosophy right now. We you know we have more of a global theme. We have, we have more people we were trying to reach for a variety of reasons. You all weren't even on air then, right? Mm-hmm. We weren't. I don't think we were. We talked about it, doing it, but mm-hmm. we weren't ready for that. We were just trying to live. We were trying to get through. For me, I was trying to get through the day. Yeah. I have a question. How many times did Ryan go to the hospital because of his asthma? Because I remember I'm two to, major times. Two, oh, two major. Because that second yeah. one was when Ryan kind of passed out in the bathroom. I passed out. Two, there were two times I passed out. The one at the Vanderwoods, and the second one was in the bathroom. Because right. uh, I was I remember, just like, I remember walking in Ryan to the toilet at the same time, taking an asthma treatment. Yeah. Because yeah, I had to go to the bathroom, and I was like, I also have to like keep doing this. Yeah. And then because I was like, first I remember telling him I'm gonna go take a treatment. I was like, I was like, okay, I think I'll be fine after this. And then it was like, nope. Yeah. Uh, got really. I remember, and I remember another time I went to the hospital. I didn't pass out from this one, but I remember it was just really, really, really hard for me to breathe. And I was taking a treatment and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, eventually we like you. You started the car. I we got in. And I we went to the hospital and stuff. You took me into the ER because I remember I was still conscious for that, mm-hmm. and it was like still pretty hard for me to breathe and everything. And I don't remember much after that. Really. Yeah, there was. I remember there being, of course, the helicopter ride. That was the last one. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't think that was the last I rem- one. Yeah, that was the last one. I thought the last one. Mm, that was the last one because that was the toughest one. Was we we were able to get Zoller after that. Was was after those traumatic times where you was that why you were carrying those epipens? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think so because I'm I'm pretty sure I went to the I won't, the airlift one was before uh, the uh, I think the the last one was when I was on the, in the bathroom because mm-hmm. on Cynthia that was, was the airlift. No, airlift. that was no, that was that was the airlift. It was oh yeah, because when you went to the hospital after the CPR on the toilet, they put a breathing tube in you then. Because oh when, yeah, cause I remember the breathing tube. I didn't know that was the airlift. That was the airlift. Okay, because that's <laughs> when we were in the kitchen, and it was dad, because they Facetimed us on Caden's iPad, and that's when it was dad, oh, yeah, Brendan, yeah, yeah. and I think Vanilla was with you at the hospital. Mm-hmm. It was you, and, right. and then and then it was just me, Caden. Jackson and then Shane, the Shane and then there was I'm pretty sure I know there was somebody else with us. Well, the vendor was to come the over. McCarty's. We were at the McCarty's house one time. We faced him. You guys went in the hospital. That was that wasn't the airlift. That was the one I remember I was conscious for because we had I remember telling Dad I think I need to go back because right. we went back to the hospital afterwards and you guys went to the McCarty's. Yeah, because it was it was it's it was on Caden's birthday. Probably three or four <laughs> times. Every day. Yeah, I think you've, you've been like three you or four major Skylanders. Said I gave you a whole trip to the hospital for myself. Did you yeah. did you ever figure out what the why Ryan? Passed out on the toilet when, when that <laughs> guy's oxygen. Well, yeah. okay, no, saying, no, no, like... no. But the root cause. Uh, well, I honestly believe that that area mm-hmm. in the Empire for each one of our allergies mm-hmm. was actually killing us, because that area had some toxins that are just not healthy for us, and I don't know what those are. There's something that's in the air off of a tree or two or bush or something mm-hmm. that's just not good. Because when we went back there when we were here the very first year just to get your teeth cleaned, we pulled up at the dentist's office 
just just you know just short of the mall, mm-hmm. and Jackson sucked on the inhaler the whole time we were there, and as we pulled out of the area, we were you and you every time we got further further away every foot he was getting better and better and better. So, Same thing happened when we were uh, whenever we would go up to Kesem. We were perfectly fine up there. Almost none of us were taking treatments or. Uh, except for me, because like my asthma was still kind of bad at the yeah. time, but I wasn't taking as many. Right. I was just taking the amount that I needed that I was told to, like oh every four hours or every sure. couple hours. The regiment. Yeah, yeah the, I, I remember being in camp the first yeah. year. Every time I saw Ryan, I'd be like, "When was the last time you had a treatment? How was your asthma?" Right, but that, we were so trained to do yeah. that. And then like after that, oh sorry, after that, uh, every year after that, I I was fine. We were all fine. We like we didn't. I think we. Almost stopped taking treatments up there. I think the most recent year we went to Kesem, we didn't take a treatment with us. We just took our inhalers. Well, and that was here's the thing: and you, even, you guys have even been to Kesem in a fire condition, where the where there was actually a fire up in the Angeles Forest. I remember. Oh, I remember you, you telling. They, they and they you were guys like, didn't even have to take treatments. They were like, "There's a fire around. If it gets too close, we're gonna have to start taking everyone down the mountain." Right. And it never it never got hmm. that close. No. Wait. And we kind of just went back to what we were doing. I know there was a fire. I was told that there was a fire, but I feel like when they told me, because I got a text from one of the counselors, they said, "Oh, there was a fire." Um, no, no, this was. They're talking about this. There was a fire where we were at camp. Oh, right, I, but, but, I, but but don't say. But to his point, there was. I, we knew the fire was up there before you guys left. Yeah, because oh, yeah. I was told that there was a fire. I was asking, "What happened? Is is it there?" Because um, they were telling me. Um, there's a fire around. If it, we're hoping that it doesn't burn down the place. But I didn't know that there was actually a fire close when we were. No, up it there. wasn't. So close is relative. Mm-hmm. Angeles National Forest is where you were, mm-hmm. and the fire was in in the in the forest. But it wasn't close enough to where you guys were to warrant an evacuation. Yeah. So, the you know the counselors and the you know forest department and then fire department were like, well, if we're not evacuating people, then go ahead and do your thing. But for a campground full of however many kids you had that required three buses to get you up there, it would have been a problem. More than three buses. Okay, so okay to your point, how do you get three buses chartered, secured, and on its way and up there around if the fire was really a problem, right? So it was. It had to be in a real coordinated effort to say, this is really not going to be a problem, unless it takes a turn for the worst. Unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. And we needed to get them out of here. Because there would not have been a solution to get you guys guys down off that hill if it had turned for the worst. Because the truth of the matter... Start walking down the main road, but... Oh, you you still wouldn't have made it. You still wouldn't have made it. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about it, as far as up that hill as you guys really were, Mm -hmm. to try to get down a single file line with, let's just say, 60 kids, right? You know, without your stuff. Let's just say, I don't know how many it were. It was. But if it was 60... You're trying to walk three to four miles down off the hill, any fire condition, with the you know it just would not have worked. Mm-hmm. It would, but I mean, so what we're thankful again that we didn't have that as part of our story. Yeah, right. We don't have homelessness as a part of our story. We don't have, you know, you know, poverty. We've been low on money. We've had we've been without. So when Lord in the Scripture talks about, I know what it is to have and to have not. We have that story. You all may not have felt it, but we have that story where both of the vehicles were without gas and my accounts were empty. Hmm. I didn't have any options. Payday loan, 
advanced loan was already used. So there was no option for us. And I remember the night Shane asked me, Dad, you know, I need gas for the truck to get to school tomorrow. I said, son, I don't know what we're going to do because I don't have any money. He was like, well, what, do you, what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. Lord, the Lord will have to take care of it for us because mm -hmm. I don't know. And then shortly after that, there was actually the doorbell rang. And it wound up being the Marietta Mesa basketball parent group with food, cash, and gas cards. That's the funniest thing. And I'm thinking, okay, if the Lord cares enough for us that Shane can get to school, you know, and we can put gas in the vehicle, that he cares enough for that, that we can do whatever we do, right? Mm -hmm. So I can't ever worry about what the Lord was going to do. Even with the, the Pontiac, when I was trying to figure out how to get the license plate changed, right? I was like, well, maybe I, maybe I won't get the license plate changed because, you know, maybe I won't keep the car, you know. Maybe something will happen where I have to end up selling it to, to do something else. And, you know, maybe, you know, the, the family will really want to buy the car back. And, you know, maybe I won't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't live your life on a what if. You just have to live, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm asking you all to live, I have to live too. So, thankfully, I got the license. When you, Jackson, you come and ask me about the whole process of doing it, I didn't have a clue how to do it. But shortly after you walked away, I got on the little chat bot help window, chatted in, and it gave me the exact link to where I needed to be. And I had not been able to find it for the 40 minutes I had been on that site before that. I remember you, I know you told me that I asked you when we first got the car or when we were first talking about getting the car, you were, I asked you, are you going to put the license place on it? He said, you told me, um, I know, there, I don't remember what you were saying, but it was something about since the car is old, there's something where you can't get it on this car or something about that. And I didn't, I didn't know how to do it. And I had gone to the DMV two times, once with Ryan and once with Kenny to get their permits. Nobody inside the DMV knew how to do it in the in the place like they used to be done, and I couldn't figure out online. And when I was with the kid in this last time, even the lady, one of the tellers there that helped him, she was saying it was hard for her to find it on the site, and she works for the DMV. Mm -hmm. So, but in any case, I'm thankful that I got it, mm -hmm. and, and I have to continue to live all the way out, no matter what. Yes, Richard. I was going to say uh, right more on the hospital stuff. I when I went to the hospital, well, because we were supposed to do my doctor's appointment, then go to SeaWorld after, but we didn't get to. Didn't oh, I remember it. that it was one. I, we were in the doctor's office. And, oh, oh, sorry, Jackson, my bad. You go. Sorry, I'll stop. I was gonna say, I was talking about. I don't want to go to the hospital to the guy who's uh, at my doctor's appointment. He said, "Don't worry, you're not gonna have to go." But he lied to me. <laughs> well, well, it was, but it was different, right? That was a different time. What are, and you, what are you supposed to tell a kid that's like four, five, six, or seven? Yeah, you're going to go to the hospital, kid. Yeah, Good but luck. Yeah, but it was tough, though, because we were actually at a touch and go with you there, right? Where we weren't sure what we were going to have to do because we couldn't get your heart rate to come down. Mm -hmm. And I had never experienced that part of the asthma treatments and asthma show before where your heart rate is just too high because it was the treatments, and that's one of the side effects of taking albuterol and or the steroid is that it's an elevated heart rate. 
and you're actually the only one of the of your brothers that actually gets elevated heart rate on a regular basis as a side effect of it because your hands are shaking right and i don't recall your hands really shaking near as much and you don't and when we do the pulse ox meter your heart rate's never elevated and then when we do yours it's because all the hot dogs <laughs> yeah, probably. My but my asthma has my never ever been as bad as Ryan or Jackson. And that's no, none of them got as bad. As it's, but it's crazy though. It's that I'm whenever I'm with Ryan, Ryan's around dogs that shed. I'm around dogs that shed. But it's never my asthma's never got to the point where, okay, I can't breathe. But, oh, well, let me let me go tell but Dad. But you're just not as sensitive as they are. Yeah. It's allergic to it, right? And luckily, but, I've been able to calm down over these years because of solar and everything. So, right. like, I'm like, my allergies at this point are starting to practically go away. Right. Because over this past week or two, I haven't used my inhaler at all. Right. I, or just because, like, I'm growing out of it, kind of, but also, like, stuff. Well, the solar is a, is a huge thing, plus the area that we're in, mm-hmm. right, doesn't have the same allergens that your body is allergic to, right? Yeah. And so that's why that's another reason why I'm, I'm really on you guys about doing the chores here and sweeping the dust bunnies up off the floor because mm-hmm. dust is one of the things that you're allergic to and wiping your fans down because you can't afford to let your fans blades get dust covered right mm-hmm. and it's just blowing the dusty air right into your faces mm-hmm. right but again I as your parent I have to be the one that's standing on you and not just allowing yourself to go oh, they're kids they'll get it they understand what keeps them well healthy mm-hmm. and walk away. I've got to still set the tone. It's like, hey, did you are you cleaning your room? You getting the stuff off the floor, you wiping those blades and not take it for granted. Because if I take it for granted that you're gonna do it, you're liable to kill yourself. Done. It won't be done. You'll end up killing yourself being sick. Mm-hmm. And to Jackson's point, yeah, you wanted to go to SeaWorld that day, but yeah, we could have gone to SeaWorld. Right? But it would have been a t- really tough time being no, no, no. there. It'd have been a SeaWorld trip on an ambulance ride. Yeah. <laughs> you know Nobody what I'm wants to see them. Judging, but we've what we've been through. Nobody would all the way no. up to the ER. Yeah, nobody yeah. would want to see that. No, at, at all. And, and and the truth is, that meant that doctor's office had a medical obligation to if your medical your vitals were in a certain point, they couldn't release you. They had to make sure that you were emergency room, ambulance ride over to the hospital, which in our case I think was right across the parking lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they they took him to a different one. No, no, no. But I mean, if they had to, they could have taken oh. him. To yeah. very close because it was a, if it was an emergency room that he had to take it to the nearest, mm. the closest place. So, so wherever it was, it was a close, right? Yeah. It was closer than SeaWorld, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But we had to do what was in our best interest to get you healthy. I remember on that day, I was so excited. I'm like, oh yeah, we're going to see where we're going. And then when we were in there, we're waiting. I'm like, man, we're gonna miss SeaWorld. And <laughs> it's because I was young. It's because I was young, and I just what didn't understand what was happening. He's and I went just sitting there. I'm like, okay, well, Jackson's sitting here. He'll be fine. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna just I'm gonna yeah, think about SeaWorld. What we're gonna do? Oh yeah, I'm, I can't wait yeah, to ride the Manta Ray ride. And then <laughs> he can ride. He can take an then, treatment uh, in the line to mm-hmm. SeaWorld. And I'm kind of just sitting there on Dad's iPad, just kind of watching, not paying attention to Jackson. And then Get he comes in here and says, or he Jackson goes to the hospital. And then I was mad at Jackson, <laughs> not because of I'm mad. I'm like, dang it, Jackson! Now we can't go to SeaWorld. <laughs> and I now I kind of feel bad because okay, well, Jackson was kind of very sick, and I just kind of kept on pushing. Let's go to SeaWorld. Let's go to SeaWorld. Okay, well, so well, what was it? Because you got those are valid feelings. Those are valid points. So another valid question: Anybody mad at your mom for dying? I was for a little bit. I, I kind of 
kind of I because I talked about this a little bit at camp. Yeah, uh, we were having a little cabin chat conversation, yeah. and because uh, every every year when uh, we have we have empowerment, I can tell you all about. Yeah. And I normally like to go up and share. These, these guys don't normally like to come up, but well, I. What I'll do you go. mean during empowerment? Literally, the first few empowerments, we would go up there, you no, would no, start no, no, talking, no, no. Evan and, and you would start, no, they would go too, they wouldn't no, talk. They didn't want to, that's that's the thing, because Evan told, Evan would always tell me the day, like, the day before we went up to empowerment, he's like, I don't want to go up today, I just, and I would go up, and they still came up. Yeah, the reason like, got me out here I'm not talking about Kate, I'm not talking about you, I was talking about these two. I, uh, on, I was like, on. what is he talking about? We would go up there, Ryan would start talking, then he'd start crying, then the I had to continue where story. he left off. Okay, listen, the reason I did not want you guys to go up there... It's because I, I couldn't, because it would be crying again over and over. I'm like, okay, well, I know what's going to happen. Don't go up there. <laughs> okay, but here's, okay, so, but, so, uh, that's a good thought. Hold on, so hold that thought real quick. I, I raised my hand because I was one of the people manage your mother for dying. Mm-hmm. Mine was mad because I was mad because she left me here to raise you. I was like, well, yeah, not, not that I don't love you all, but it is a lot of work. Good cover-up story. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. Yes, sir. I was gonna say. I remember the most recent time that when we were living here still, when we went to go visit mom's grave. Mm-hmm. I was sitting by it and I started crying, and then Ryan was next to me too, mm-hmm. and I got angry because I said, "Why just leave us here? But yeah. our boss yeah. all alone." Yeah. And so, oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say, like, I, like that's what I told some people at Kessem during one of our little mini cabin chats. I think this mm-hmm. was actually during the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of like crying to myself and talking to myself like why did you have to leave us or or I was actually I was actually a little bit mad at God at first cuz I was saying okay. why did you take her away from us Okay so hold that oh, thought yeah. right there who who was mad at God I remember there was days so, All right so that's everybody's hands up okay yeah, I, oh, I remember those days when we would be at Menifee and I'd be kind of I would be so upset I'm like they'd say this happened for a reason but what was the reason I what want to know why. Okay. All right. Okay. Can we? Okay. Anyway. You you go, Jackson. Then we'll, then we'll cover. Let's cover that. Let's cover. I, I I somewhat, but I wouldn't let myself be angry because I was saying I whenever I was finding myself angry at God, I would. But everything happens for a reason, and it's meant to, to get us to where we are right mm-hmm. now. Okay. 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 Say that again. I would say everything happens for a reason, but that's how we got where we are now. Okay, so but, that's Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for those who love God and are called according to His purposes. That's what that all. That's what that means. So let's deal with the with where you are. What was the reason? Okay. One of the main reasons is everyone is given the time, the amount of time to live that they're given. Mm-hmm. Period. At the end. Mom had mom's time ended. Okay. Now, is that something that's easily taken as the answer? Not no. Time, no. Right, because is, is it ever enough time? No. Okay, so how do you tell what a six-year-old, oh, your mom, she used up all of her dates. Okay, in fact, if you ever watched that movie, Out of Time, I think it's with uh, Justin Timberlake. It's one of my favorite movies. So I think you just asked me what one of my yeah, favorite Yeah, I was movies. in the house. We killed Willy yeah. Wonka. And what do you want? It's just the one scene. <laughs> yeah. Just the one scene when they walk in the fact the candy and factory. Like chocolate river and oh my stuff. gosh, that's my favorite scene on earth. And it's because of the song. It is I, I do like that song. Yeah. But but my favorite movie is Out of Time with Justin Timberlake. Because there's never enough time. And in that movie I know this it's it's not a accurate depiction of what life is where you have to buy time 
to make your life longer, right? Mm -hmm. But basically, when you run out of time, you run out of time. And in our case, you don't know how much time is on your arm ticking oh, through. I, I oh, saw, I see that clip I saw, of that. I saw a clip of that, but I didn't know that's what it was. Right. So they know. So in that movie, this is at the basics. In that movie, everyone ages normally until they get to be like 25, I think, right? And when you get to your 25th birthday, you're given so many years on your clock. Your clock starts. And it starts to count backwards every second. But everything, all currency is based on time. Buying food, buying whatever, and getting paid, you get paid in minutes and seconds. And so... If you didn't, if your time ran out before you could re up or whatever you do to, to get you more time, you dropped dead. That was it. But your body physically didn't age beyond twenty five. So it was really weird. Where dude's mom, Justin Timberlake's mom, she's a twenty five year old looking woman, but she might have she might have been ninety or a hundred, but she looked like she was twenty five. Mm -hmm. So I just thought it was, but but I loved what it stood for because people did anything for more time and. As we've and we've seen in our life, so with so let's talk about what why mom died when she did. I honestly believe one of the reasons, of course, her time was up. Yes, but it was also to remind us and show us as a living example that the good that good die young, and that you don't have an opportunity to know how much time that you're given, and that you've got to live life all the way out every moment of every day. Mm -hmm. Because if we didn't have her death as a living example for us, if we could still be in Marietta. Or Menifee, living up there, taking advantage, not taking advantage of living life fully, just sloughing through life, just chilling, thinking, I got all the time in the world. Mm -hmm. But in reality, we don't. We don't know if we're going to die, one of us drop dead during the during a podcast, doing one of our recordings, sitting on the toilet. So you have another example, right? Right, you, know, you can, we, can we not talk about that? No, no, Very vital topic. Well, right, right. I mean, but I hear you. I'm going to say, but, but you realize, even if we look through the things we've gone through in our life, even the joke of saying, ooh, you dropped dead on the toilet. But, 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 but seriously, but that for us, that's actually really happened, right? It, but it's crazy to think that not, that tech, not like he actually did this, like looking at it, but Ryan Pushed looked. Pushed away. Seriously. <laughs> like Ryan looked death in his eyes. Right. Right. But here's the thing. So, it's we, in, in, in going through that, right? I mean, let me laugh and make jokes. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, these are lessons for us to get through life, to understand that whether I'm, you know, laying in the bed, sleeping, passing away sitting on the toilet doing whatever or doing anything or actually in a hospital trying to get better right you're ready for sea world you're ready for sea world you're ready to see I mean, a whole different kind of world <laughs> the underworld the overworld you know, but, you know but i mean that's another reason why she had to go because it also had to be an example for other people there were so many people that loved your mom and who were whose lives were changed by what your mom's life meant to them that they also had to understand that you know what even a person like that can be taken in an instant. I better get my life together and examine how my relationship with God is. Mm -hmm. Right, Sam? Mm -hmm. So it had to happen. We couldn't we couldn't be doing raising men unless your mom died. We would not we would not be doing this. We probably wouldn't be doing framework either. You probably is like all these shows we have, we probably wouldn't have done because these all sparked off of mom's death.